Welcome to Easy Email Marketing. I'm your host, Yael Keown, mum, FIFO wife, MBA, coffee lover, survivor superfan, and creator of the email experience. In Easy Email Marketing, you'll benefit from my nearly 20 years experience where I'll be teaching you all the tips, tricks, and insider info on how to create feel-good, non-spammy experiences for your subscribers. Let's get stuck in. Welcome back to the Easy Email Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Yao Kion, and today I'm coming to you with another amazing guest interview with one of my great business friends, one of my mentors, and yeah, just a great all-round friend, Jessica Tutton. So Jess is a course launch strategist, and she is completely obsessed with helping entrepreneurs sell and scale their courses and memberships. She believes that the type of business you decide to run should be the perfect fit for your lifestyle, whether it's kid wrangling, traveling, or making your mission to take a dip in the ocean every day. She'll show you to how to create a business model and market systems that take strangers and turns them into obsessed buyers without you needing to be on 24-7. Sounds like something we all want, right? Personally, I just love Jess's chilled out vibe and she kind of just goes her own way in the online space, which tends to, you know, show this having to be on the whole time, having to do all these socials and things, whereas Jess just stays in her own lane and I love it. Um, So inside today's episode, we talk about when you should think about launching a digital program. And if it's right for you, Um, evergreen versus live launches and perhaps a third option, hybrid option, the three stages of a launch and what you should be doing at each stage in terms of emails and in terms of ads and when you should start investing in Facebook ads, plus plenty of other chat about doing business your way and not feeling like you have to be showing up on socials every single day to run a successful business. So without further ado, let's get into our chat. Jess, welcome to the Easy Email Marketing Podcast. Thanks, Yale. So happy to be here. So happy to chat to you. I know launching an email on Facebook ads, they all go hand in hand. Yep, definitely. And it's something um, that I get asked about a lot. So um, definitely since we've known each other a while now um, and I've definitely worked with you a lot, um, I've done your program, Facebook Ad Launch Formula, give that a shout out. And, you know, we're both from Perth, although you now recently escaped up with the caravan up north (laughs) Um, and we've been in masterminds together. So um, when I thought I was going to have some guests on, I definitely wanted to have you. Oh, because we've just talked about so many things from business um, to launching yeah. to ads to evergreen and everything in between. So who and knows where this conversation is going to go? We're <laughs> also just... both very similar in terms of our personalities. Like we're both quite introverted. Um, we're not the type to, you know, have want to show up on Instagram every single day on stories. Um, and instead we like to embrace systems and automation and scale in that way, don't you think? Yes, yes, definitely. I like to have things scheduled and automated and that way I can just, I don't know, be whatever mood I'm in and have a lazy day or have a day where I'm just like in creation mode or exploring whatever harebrained idea I've had that day (laughs) and just play with it. So, yeah, I love that we're just so on par with that because, yeah, sometimes it does feel like there's this pressure to, you know, have to be showing up and doing every single marketing thing out there. And so I love that when I get to talk to you, I get to like go, ah, that's okay, (laughs) you know. Yeah. I'm normal not to want to do that the whole time. 
No, it's very true. And I think sometimes it's because the people, if we as a consumer are going on Instagram stories and seeing other people sell, sometimes it makes us feel like we have to do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is there are so many people who have multiple six and seven figure businesses who don't use Instagram at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think you've just, you've got to take that as inspiration and look for those sources of inspiration to prove to you that you, you don't need to do it all, you know? Yeah. And I guess you just don't see it because it's just like their automation and their systems and everything's just like so in sync that it all just happens like under the surface and totally. yeah, so that's that's my total aspiration goals. Um, but I would love to know how you became involved in this whole world. So how did you become the Facebook ads and launching and evergreen expert <laughs> and your and your CV keeps expanding? Tell us where it all began. Yeah, well, it was a bit of an accident, um, to be honest. I kind of fell into this world and it all started with just wanting to help people. Um and just uh, looking at my target audience and going with the flow of what they needed help with. So initially I started teaching Facebook ads at my local library. Literally I would help small business owners with Facebook ads. And then, you know, I got into the world of courses and I learned about online courses. And then I thought, you know, why don't I teach Facebook ads but teach it online? Because when I was teaching Facebook ads in person, Um, it was really hard for people to come to a two-hour workshop and remember all the information. And so I thought the best way for them to be able to learn what I want to teach them is actually through online tutorials so that, uh, you know, they don't forget the information. And instead, every time they go to create a campaign, they can go back to my course and re-watch the tutorials. So that is a perfect example why online courses are so amazing. And I think we forget that. Um, It's an incredible way to learn any piece of information, like Facebook ads, email, um, anything techie. Like it's way more valuable than going and learning something in person, even though some people are sometimes hesitant to learn it in the online format. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of like how I got started with Facebook ads and became the go-to when it comes to Facebook ads. It was just by launching an online course. And because that helped me grow my brand so quickly, I then started specializing in helping other people create and launch online courses for their own business as well. Yeah. Oh, and I totally love it. I do actually still do that. Every time I launch, anytime I do anything, I do go back to your program and I do go go through all the steps and follow along as I'm doing it just to make sure I don't miss anything. And, of course, as you know, Facebook changes every five minutes. So <laughs> you're right on top of there updating it, which is always yeah. amazing. So I don't have to go searching. Um, but okay, so now you've sort of hinted that, okay, this online course world is still can come from this place of actually being of service and just being a good yes. to um, a good way to share your knowledge and help people rather than just being a money-making racket. Um, So if someone was sitting there thinking, okay, yeah, I really do want to add like a digital program. I am thinking of getting into this world. Where do you think they should begin? Well, it comes from just exactly what you said. So making it less about you and you wanting to make money and you wanting to have a digital course and instead thinking what is the best way I could help someone. 
How am I currently serving my audience in a one-to-one capacity? And how can I take that and turn it into an online program? Right? Because then you, you can really look at it objectively and say, is it an online course that I want to create? Or based on what my audience need, would it be better to serve them through a membership format or a group coaching program? So there are so many ways to create a scalable digital product. It doesn't always have to be an online course. Um, And that's why you should start with just thinking like, how do I want to help people? What do they need to know from me? And how do they want to learn? And sometimes the best way to get that information is to actually ask your audience. And do you recommend they just go out there and create it or are you the of the mind of selling before you create? It's such a personality thing. Like I speak to some people who they sort of say, I could never launch an online course without creating it first. Like that would put me under way too much stress. And then other people are the opposite. They feel like they could never just sit down and record an online course without a little bit of pressure and accountability to actually get it done. Um, I sit somewhere in the middle. When I first launched my current course, I had all the modules mapped out, all the lessons mapped out, all the slides created, but I didn't record it until I had launched it. So I sold the course first and then I recorded the modules every week and released them weekly to my audience. So By selling your course first, you're really validating that your audience want it before you create it. And then also, I think you create a better product when you know who you're creating it for and you're creating it for them weekly because if they have any difficulties as they're going through it, you can tailor the content um, and deliver it according to what they really need. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So the question on everyone's lips. When it comes to these programs, launching live or evergreen, what's better and what do you prefer? Because I know you've done both. Yeah. Uh, it, I feel like everyone always wants evergreen. Every, oh. And to just recap, evergreen is basically when your course is always for sale. Like it's just sitting there on your website and people buy it every day versus live launching where you have to show up <laughs> and deliver a live virtual event where it's a whether it's a webinar or a challenge or a boot camp or whatever whatever it might be um, and i actually sit in the camp of saying you don't need to choose one or the other and they both complement each other so i think in a perfect scenario Your course can be evergreen, but you can also have live launches throughout the year to boost sales. So that is my chosen way to sell. It's a combination of both. And would you start there or would you just start with sort of some sort of launch first and then layer it in? It is actually easier to sell with a live launch because there is natural urgency So I actually recommend, um, you know, for the first year of having an online program, you know, sell it via live launching. Do four live launches in one year to really practice selling and to really um, perfect all the different elements in your live launch funnel. And those main elements are, you know, your messaging to sell to people, your live live launch event, um, whether it's a webinar or challenge, and how you actually sell that, 
you know, you're perfecting your emails, um, you're perfecting your sales page and all that jazz. Once it's perfected, once you know it converts um, and you've had good results, there's no reason why you can't take that live launch event and then automate it and turn it evergreen. Yeah, love it. And I've seen you do it with so much ease and I just like admiration (laughs) for how you can do it. Okay. I wouldn't say ease, Yale. Okay. <laughs> it, it seems like, if, again, from that, that surface, that surface level stuff, yeah. but I know you do a lot, you, you did a lot of work in the back end to just try to get things just so, a lot of experimenting yeah. so we didn't have to. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so quite often you talk about like the three stages of a launch. Um, what are they and what should you be doing at each stage? Yeah, so I think, um, again, a lot of people think, well, uh, when we talk about launching, we're really talking about that webinar or that challenge. Um, but what people don't see when it comes to launching is what happens before that event. And that's what I like to refer to as the pre-launch period. So the three phases of a launch include the pre-launch period, which starts six to eight weeks, sometimes even years before you launch. Then you have the launch period. We actually host a live launch event. And then you have the sales period where you open the doors to your course. Um, I feel like people skip the pre-launch period. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're really building your audience and nurturing your audience, delivering value to your audience so that when it's time to sell, you've actually got people to sell to. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole email marketing thing. Obviously, you're yes. selling to email and you're, um, you know, inviting people to your webinar or whatever your launch event is from your email list and also that's growing your email list. But, yeah, this is where I see, I guess, a lot of people forget. They forget this that, okay, I need to build up this goodwill or um, this social capital <laughs> with yes. my email list first yep. before going in or to this sales period or they just do the sales stuff and they don't do that relationship building stuff beforehand. Um, which is why, you know, I keep banging on about just sending out those emails because Mm -hmm. it'll make everything else so much easier. It will. And I don't think it's intentional that most new course creators skip the step. I think it's that they just don't realise how important it is until they have that first launch and realise like, okay, it is actually a numbers game. The only way I'm going to hit my next launch goal is actually to grow my email list. And then they go back to that phase Um, but yeah, and and to be honest, like when you're in the phase of creating your course, it also feels like, how do I have time to grow my email list Mm. when I'm also working on all the elements of my first ever live launch? Cause there's a, it's like a, such a steep learning curve that I, yeah, I don't blame people for skipping it, but the reality is, um, if you want to have that big first launch and you want to scale your business, you've got to grow your audience. Yeah, but I also love, I guess, they go so hand in hand though as well because you can use that audience to talk to um, and just to kind of even see what people are interested in, what messages they respond to and actually helps with that creation process. Heck, you can even ask them, you know, (laughs) what do you want (laughs) to see as part of this? What's important to you or what are you struggling with? And yeah. I think it actually makes it easier because it's so easy to get caught up in, oh, I could do this and I could do that and I could do 10 out of the million things and then all of a sudden you want to pack everything in and it's this big beast of a course. When yeah. really 
or your audience just wants to know how to do this? I know. And I think it's also a personality thing. Like if you're not a techie person, if you're going into, like if you have more of a one-to-one service-based business and you don't have any sort of techie platforms um, and you're new to funnels and you're new to email and you're also trying to create a course, sometimes it's just too much to learn at once. Um, so I, I think you've just got to keep it as simple as possible and then get fancy later. Yeah, and to bring in help if you need to. But, yeah, um, yeah it is, again, also very simple, simple to get overwhelmed with that whole you know yeah that techie thing and you start exploring oh but if I could do this and I could do that but instead you should just really focus on okay I just need people to put in their details I need to send them a welcome email and just keep emailing them (laughs) rather than oh I have to have this automation and this fancy thing and this big lead magnet and all of the stuff yeah you can just start I was speaking to someone yesterday because we are traveling Australia And as we travel, we meet people and this lady was a life coach and she sort of said, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to create an online program, but I just got stuck at all the tech. I looked at Thinkific or some sort of course platform and it just totally overwhelmed me. So that's where I stopped. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. some people like just um, get so caught up in overcomplicating things um, and that can sometimes prevent them from ever getting anything out. Yeah, and to be when I created my first online program, it was literally Zoom and a Facebook group. That That's was all. what I said to her. I was like, "Yeah, That's all it is like, oh, and a way for someone coach. to pay you for the program in the first place, exactly. um, which you can just do by invoice anyway, or now you can do direct Stripe. It's so easy. So you literally, yeah, you can just use Zoom. Like everyone knows how to use Zoom now. Back then, maybe people didn't really know what it was. Um, yeah. And yeah, create a Facebook group and upload your videos in there, any downloads in there, and done. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said as well. Because especially if you're in the coaching niche, like people are there. To listen to you so keep it simple start selling it and then if you make sales then you can go back to list building building your email list maybe getting fancy with the platform but yeah yeah in those early days just keep it simple okay i think that's pre-launch phase one <laughs> the phase two was oh, the yeah. uh launch <laughs> event i think okay, we yes. come back around so we, we went on a bit of a tangent there but regardless um okay so phase one pre-launch phase two is your launch event so that is where you host a webinar or a challenge and the focus there is really on nurturing your audience again but in this live format where you have their live attention and then that leads to you opening the doors to your program um So live launches, yeah, they work really well because, like I said, you have people's attention. They're all in the room with you as you open the doors to your program. You're really introducing your topic. Um, You're highlighting the benefits of your topic, but you're also highlighting the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And your course is the bridge for that gap, right? And then you offer them the opportunity to buy the course, which then leads us into the third phase of... um, launching which is your open cart phase where you actually start selling and with a launch you know you're only going to have your cart open for between like four and seven days I would say I feel like open cart phases are getting shorter and shorter sometimes they're Um, like too short I think we've got something like a 
high-end program, having lots of time to have conversations and stuff is good. Um, but yeah, these ones, to be honest, my launches um, started getting shorter and shorter just because it's hard to keep that energy up for so long, but you just want to yeah. just like. Yeah. Keep yeah, nice definitely. Uh, so yeah, your open cut phase is the shortest phase. And I think when you're just learning about launching, that does not make sense to mm-hmm. you because you're like, but I'm creating this digital product because I want to sell more of them. Why would I only sell it for two days out of a whole three months? Um, but it's that natural urgency that comes with a shorter open cut period that leads to an increase in sales. And it also means that you're not feeling like, okay, you're in this sales pushy energy. Not that if you can feel that push. You can feel like you're being pushy. Not that I'm saying that you are. You're just providing people with an opportunity. But if you're feeling like you're in this sales mode for extended period of time, that can get fatiguing for you. You start your mindset stuff starts coming up. Whereas if you're yeah. like, okay, it's just a few days. I can do it for a few days and then I can get back to being my normal, helpful, you know, inspirational self and it doesn't feel Delivering value like phase. Yeah, mm. and, and I find people anyway, they're either going to join or they're not and just stretching out the time doesn't necessarily increase how many people are going to join. Like people will go last minute people because they go last minute. Yeah, if we know anything about sales, it's that people need a deadline um, <laughs> quite often in order to make a decision. Yeah. Um, and then during that open cut period, you're just giving them all the information in order for them to make a purchasing decision. And that means during that open cut period, you are more visible. You have to be showing up and talking about your offer and sending the emails because that is your opportunity to sell. Yeah. And yeah, I know it can feel full on. Um, I know when I share that for like my last launch, I had like 32 different emails and people were like, (gasps) but that's because I start getting a bit fancier in terms of different emails go to different people. Not everyone gets all 32, definitely not, yeah. not, not even close. But it does feel like a lot. Um, but people need those reminders. And you've, and if you, I guess if it's a shorter cart period as well, you feel like, okay, I've just got so much I want to say. There is so much you want to share, like who it's mm-hmm. for, answering some of the frequently asked questions, addressing some key objections. It's very quick. To go, oh, actually, I do need this many emails because there's so many things I need to tell people and that are really, really, you know, that is important for them to know to make an informed decision. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So how do you see Facebook ads fitting in with this whole thing? Um, We haven't even talked about ads really apart from that that's where you started back in the library. Um, How does it um, fit with launching and, of course, with email marketing as part of this whole process? Yeah. Well, I guess... Facebook ads are just a way to add fuel to the fire and uh, it's just a way to drive traffic through your funnel. So if we look at your pre-launch period, um, your launch period and your sales period, you can either focus on organic traffic alone, which means promoting things to people who already know you, or you can use Facebook ads to tap into new audiences. Um, And I am one that likes to fast track things (laughs) And so I always lean into Facebook ads as a way to drive traffic through my funnels. So in stage one, which is your pre-launch period, that looks like using Facebook ads to promote my lead magnet, to grow my email list in the months leading up to my launch so that I have enough time to build my email list 
and nurture a new audience before I open the doors to my course. Um, and then during my launch period, I use Facebook ads to promote my webinar or my bootcamp. Then during the sales period, I'm using Facebook ads to actually sell my course to my warmer audiences. Yeah, I love it. And when do you people, so when do you think people should start investing in ads? Is it straight away? How do you even know if you are ready or not for that? I think it's a personality thing first and foremost. Like some people uh, have that risk appetite where they don't mind just like, you know, going all in and they have no fear and others are super hesitant to spend any money on ads and also the visibility that comes with running Facebook ads freaks them out. Um, So that is something to take into account. But also I kind of like to think that you want to validate your offer and that it actually sells before you start putting money behind it, Mm. right? So you want to make sure that you have a, a product that people want and are happy to pay for before you start running ads to grow your email list and to promote your webinar or your bootcamp. Yeah. Definitely knowing that it converts, but also knowing what that conversion means, I think is important because I do see people like, oh, I only got two people join. And I'm like, two people out of how many? And if it's two people out of 100 subscribers, then actually Mm. you're on average there. Um, So people might say five out of 100. I'm like, then yeah, definitely it works. It's just, so now you just need more people and then you go, okay, worth investing. So sometimes people think, oh, you know, I don't, have enough I didn't get that many sales but as compared to what um, is a key thing yeah as well and sometimes it can be frustrating to grow your audience like and that's why some people lean into lean into Facebook ads um, before they validate their course because it's like well what comes first the chicken or the egg how am I going to grow my audience without Facebook ads so that I can actually test my course and see if it sells yeah um so yeah and and you're right like it is a numbers game I know someone who did my course just posted today in the Facebook group. Um, and she was, you know, a little bit disappointed with her launch results because she only made three sales. Um, but those three sales generated like $4,000 in revenue. And I was like, how much did you spend in ads? And she said $333. And yeah. That's a 14 times return on investment. That's actually amazing. Yeah, and now she can go into the next one going, okay, maybe I can spend $600 and see if I can get six yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it just ends up becoming a numbers game. Yeah, and which is good but also incredibly frustrating sometimes as well because <laughs> you have to wait for those numbers. To I come know. Through. We know when, as you know, as we're experimenting with my funnels, it's just like, oh, patience. Yes. Yeah, and you can't control everything. You can't control when people are ready to buy. Um, we have to look at the customer journey and see, you know, for some businesses, they like to stay on your email list for a year before buying. Others will buy instantly. Like there's so many things to factor into funnels. Uh, but the best advice I can give you is to always have like a long-term vision for your business so that, you know, you're not just looking at short-term results. Hmm. You know, if someone doesn't buy today, you're willing to nurture them. Um, and have them on your email list and sell to them in the next three months, six months, 12 months until they're ready to buy. Yeah, I love that. And even still now, anytime I do launch the email experience, I always find there's a few people that have joined from at least three years ago because they were from my old email marketing software, um, if I remember correctly, in terms of how many years ago I joined. So it's just like amazing how many people are there and they go, okay, I'm ready now. 
Um, yeah, so exactly. Keep showing up, really. I know. And it's hard because we do want to see those immediate results. Um, and it's something that a lot of people do struggle with. Yeah. But, yeah, long-term but vision. You just got to remember that, yeah, people are often ready in their own time and the intentions might be there. Um, but as we, yeah, we all know things, <laughs> life gets in the way. There's always something um, and it's not a reflection of you as a person or what you offer. It's just not their time, which is okay too. But um, mm. obviously <laughs> that's why we need some numbers and try to, to, to get those averages up. So, you know, totally increase our odds, increase our odds. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much for all of that wisdom. Um, I think there's a lot of little gold nuggets in there and I'll have to <laughs> re-listen to pull out <laughs> the real good ones. But if there was just one thing that you wish everyone launching would know, what would it be? Um, I think it's just to take your time and not rush it. Don't expect that your first launch is going to generate you six figures because the benefit of launching, the benefit of having a course comes from uh, having repeatable launches and being consistent with launching and selling your programs. And sometimes that might take a year. Sometimes that might take two years. The real gold is in just being super consistent and patient with your products. I love that. And I love that it's just so you. From knowing you, um, it's just like, yep, just chill, just chill. <laughs> you chilled out, patient, like it'll happen. It's all good. And yeah, it, it just comes through. So yeah, I do love that piece of advice for sure. Remember, it is just, it is just an experiment. Like marketing yeah, have is fun an with art, it. but it's a science as well. We forget that sometimes and it's not a reflection of you as a person. It's just literally like, okay, if I change this, what happens? And um, mm. trying to enjoy that process as best you can. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for joining us today. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'll let you go and do some other snorkeling or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Jealous. If anyone's watching <laughs> Jess on our Instagram, yeah, just you'll get total FOMO at the minute because she's literally taken her business on the road and it's just like, yeah, just amazing. So thank Ran you life. so yeah. much. <laughs> thank um, you. And, yeah, I look forward to sharing this episode with the world. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much, Jess, for sharing all your wonderful insights on the world of launching and digital programs. I especially love how you talk about the customer journey and learning what our customers' journeys are and adapting our strategies to what we see they need and not expecting, you know, that's going to happen overnight, that, you know, this will take some time and it takes some experimenting. To connect with Jess, you can find her over on Instagram. She is at Jessica underscore Tutton. So you can check out, obviously, her business stuff as well as her travels around in a caravan right now. Totally jealous. Or on her website at jessicatutton.com.au. She also has an amazing free masterclass, the three fail-proof ads for a five-figure launch. I'll provide the link for that in the show notes. Seriously, it is a class you don't want to miss because um, if you're curious about this world of using Facebook ads to launch, it's actually where I started when I started using ads for my launches and she's just made everything so simple. Um, so definitely connect with Jess and, you know, watch that free masterclass. I would love to hear from you about what you've enjoyed from this episode or perhaps what um, guests you might want to see next. Make sure to connect with me over on Instagram. I am at Yale Keown, all one word. Thank you so much for joining me today and I will see you in the next episode. 
thank you for listening to Easy Email Marketing. It's an absolute honor that you chose to listen. If you love this episode, then it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review so that others can find this podcast and make their email marketing easy too. Finally, make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Until next time, have an awesome day and make sure to keep showing up and serving in those inboxes.